You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, men. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fita Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fita Show. Uh, what brought to you by Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network? John is smiling again. Yay! Happy days are here again. John Fina in the house, along with me, your host, Joe Miller. It's so good to have you for a special Buffalo Bills pregame show because the Buffalo Bills had the audacity to have a football game on the night that we go live. I think you need to call Brandon B and like Terry Pagula and tell them to knock the shit off. You know, I have a call into the league office. <laughs> As yet, they've not returned my call. Joe, great to be with you. Thank you for uh, helping me through my technical issues. I've had issues all weekend. As you know, I haven't been feeling great. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I've been nursing my youngest son along, too. Yes. Uh, my son's Bruins lost. I mean, Oof. it's been, you know, crazy. Not, and so I'm celebrating that I'll be eating solid food instead of uh, lifting cup of soup. So I'm celebrating with a uh, bourbon. So I'm going to be honest. I've got a, I've got a, a festive apple cider bourbon cocktail going here and it's rather large and uh, the alcohol just hit me and I'm like, literally like while the it show intro was going, it was like, ding. I was like, Oh, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mimi wants me to root for FSU now, which I can do because I would never root for ASU. So seems gotcha. pretty, seems pretty good. So, yeah, I'm uh, celebrating. It's funny that there's, you know, there's OSU, there's ASU, there's never an FU. Uh, there's FIU. <laughs> Where do you go to college? FU. You don't have to be mean about it. I mean, come on, I was just asking you a question. <laughs> like, I'm Well, University sure. of Florida, but you, I yeah, guess it's you UF. That's UF. Yeah. That's right. not FU. I'm sure there's an FU out there somewhere. Um, but uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I've well, got an FU for you, buddy. <laughs> well, dragging me on. I was just about ready to sink into the couch and flip between Sunday Night Football and World War Z with Brad Pitt. And now I'm with you. Well, it's better with me than with the Jets and the Raiders. And the Ra- the Jets just scored a touchdown. So they're now up, thir- well, 12 to 3, soon to be 13 to 3. But welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fee, the show. It's so good to have you. Everybody that's piling into the chat on a special episode. So this is this is awkward for me because Sunday night at 9 o'clock is normally my time. Like this is this is the the overreaction, Joe. Slap. I thought you meant I thought you meant it was your bedtime. That too, but this yeah, is like the over- rockaby Joe. Put you to bed. Get this, you a nice warm milk. Yeah, this is the overreaction, Joe. Time, but uh, it is good to have everybody. Please, whatever platform you are consuming this podcast vidcast on, please like, please subscribe. So if you're on YouTube, hit that little thumbs up button. All of you right now, please do that, uh, as well as on Twitter, the X, whatever you want to call it, and Facebook. So good to have every single one of you with us, all of you that have jumped into the chat in the comment section. It's good to have you. Also, we are Super Chat Live, so if you've got a comment or a question for Big John and uh, you'd like to have him answer something specifically, please Super Chat us. We'd love to have it. But before we get this thing kicked off, this special episode of the John Fina Show, let's uh, hear from our show sponsor, Victa. Endel and Elmer as I pick who we want to hear from. Let's hear from Bruce today. It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Fichte, Endel, and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile Technology. 
Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at Ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta and Dylan Elmer, we are focused on you. Yeah, so the Jets were actually called back on a penalty, uh, so they have not scored yet. And apparently I've, I'm having technical issues on my side as well. Are you having trouble hearing me, or is that just YouTube that's having trouble? No, oh, I wish I had trouble hearing you. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> so what we want to do uh, before we get the show started and we start talking about the Buffalo Bills versus the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football, um, today was an interesting day in the NFL. And by that, just some of the results. I don't know if you got to catch the games today or if anybody did. So I'm a big red zone junkie uh, when the Bills aren't playing, especially like the 3 to 4 o'clock, which uh, they call the witching hour. Uh, it's it's just Red Zone Channel just is, I don't know why anybody necessarily needs Sunday ticket unless you live out of town and you don't get your team, your home team's games. But like to be able to watch the Red Zone Channel is freaking amazing. But there were some phenomenal finishes uh, today. Specifically, the the Browns, who were down 24 to 9, came back and actually beat the Ravens on a walk-off field goal, which to me is <coughs> insane considering what we're going to talk about in a second, which is the collective standings inside of the AFC North. Uh, The Texans, are you listening to me right now? The Texans went went into Cincinnati, the stadium where the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night football in prime time could not effectively do almost anything on offense. The Texans went in and put up 30 points on the freaking Bengals. Well, CJ Stroud is is really like, I mean, he's lighting it up. Right, he's definitely lighting it up. He's also the first quarterback that uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes have put into the NFL in like ever. <laughs> yeah, there's never been a quarterback that's come out of OSU that's been good, despite all of the hype between Terrell Pryor and Troy Smith and all these guys like JT Barrett and yada yada yada. I mean, there's a great deal of like, oh, finally one has, and and I I feel this OSU piece in my bones because I lived in Columbus for 13 years. So I would constantly get in arguments with Buckeye fans that would tell me that Terrell Pryor is the next great thing going to the NFL. Troy Smith is the next great thing. And I'm like, these guys are going to bust out. Like, they're going to be awful in the NFL. And I'm like, oh. but anyways, I digress. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that, right? <laughs> no, yes. So, but anyways. You know, to your point, you could be a great college football player and never be a pro, and that's okay, right? Right, I mean, right. And that's enough. Right. And then on the flip side of that, you've got the Patriots playing the Colts who looked like absolute dog trash. I mean, the whatever, whatever the whatever the gelatinous like 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 stained in muck is at the bottom of like your waste management garbage can. That's what the Patriots look like today. Another football team that beat the Buffalo Bills like Mac. Mac, I know you, you told me that you didn't catch this game. Mac Jones is driving down the field. Okay. For the go-ahead score with about four minutes left in the game, he throws an interception, throwing a pass on the seven-yard line. Going, into the, He just shorted the ball, threw it off oh, his back. I foot. Saw it. You it, saw it. it. Well, that's, not, that's not what's important. What's important is <clears throat> the Patriots get the ball back. So they've got two minutes left. They're on the 15-yard line, and Mac Jones gets benched. They put in Bailey Zappi. They put in Zappi. <laughs> like, Which, I by the way, is a super cool name. That is I mean, a it's cool not name. the best quarterback name. But I have never in my life, two things I've never seen in my life. I've never seen a quarterback. A unicorn. A unicorn, three things. Two things, three things, three things I've never seen in my life. A unicorn. Uh, number two, uh, I was going to say something else, but I can't say that now. Um, um, but anyways, <laughs> stop it, dude. <laughs> the other thing that I have not seen happen last week, which was a quarterback and a wide receiver not being on the same page, miscommunicating, and the quarterback missing the read, throwing it over his head and getting called for intentional grounding with no rush. I've never seen that before. And then I've never seen a quarterback get benched on a two-minute drive, like before the two-minute drive to win the game. Like, can they ever go back to Mac Jones? Can you put that guy back in the in the game ever? <sighs> I don't know. I, you know, it, it goes back to what we talked about um, way back when after the draft. If you need a quarterback and the draft class isn't great, you start getting guys because you're afraid you're going to get the sixth guy in the third round. Right. So you, you turn a third-round quarterback into a first-round quarterback 
And now it's even worse because you got you got Purdy now. So everybody's like quarterback crazy, thinking I'm going to find the diamond in the rough. And it, it's just, you know, I guess, what do you do? Well, yep. If you need a quarterback, what the hell do you do? You're coming into the draft and you're like, this is not a great draft class. And if you're not willing to give up, you know, the, the entire farm to trade up to get the one guy or one of two guys that you think are actually first rounders, then you draft a guy who's not a first rounder. Right. And we saw that two guys in our division, right? Zach Wilson and uh, Mac Jones. I just, I just don't know where the Patriots go from here. All yeah, that, to, and, and, all that, that to say this, the bills lost to that football team. <laughs> oh my God. Well, think of the teams we've lost. <laughs> You know, some some very, very good friend of ours had said, well, you know, I just think this team is so close to being like three and three and nine or whatever the hell the, the math is, you know, and I, I look at it the other way. And I'm like, well, we lost, you know, a couple of games that we should have won. We're, we're this close to being eight and three or whatever the hell the math is. A hundred percent. And then, okay, then the Ravens give up a huge lead, get beaten by the Browns, and for crying out loud, the the Bengals lose at home to the Texans? The Cincinnati Bengals, not only this week now firmly, but last week as well, last place in the AFC North. Yeah. Last place. Six and four, right? (laughs) I think they're five, I can tell you right now. Five and four. At five and four, they're in. That's what I said. Yeah, the Cincinnati. You know what? What's really wild about this whole thing is I'm I'm sort of looking at this like people bring their best game to play the Buffalo Bills. Are we or the Buffalo Bills or the Buffalo Bills play down to their opponent? It's one of the two. Uh, well, I guess I don't know, but then Cincinnati, you think, should mop the floor with with Houston, except for the fact that Houston is a talented football team. They've got a great, they've got a great defense. Well, they're all talented football teams. They either well, all are but they? Like maybe two. Are they? Well, maybe two or three. <laughs> Not so talented. <laughs> Not so talented. These guys. Hey, forget about it. They're all pros, though, Joe. They can all do things that you and I can't do. Uh, they do things that you used to do. I mean, you've you've caught touchdowns in the NFL from Hall of Fame quarterbacks, my friend. So let's not, you know, let's not diminish what yeah. you've done. I, I caught a I caught a touchdown pass from a Hall of Fame quarterback. I never thought about it that way. Yes, you did. Yes, huh. you did. <laughs> I don't know what that means, damn it all, but I can dig it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But when you look at the situation and the games that the NFL had a great slate of games today, um, not necessarily the scheduling, like the scheduling was great, but the games were just good. Sure. Uh, there was there was four walk-off field goals today. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, four of them. It was great. Um, all that to basically say this, when you look at kind of how it's rounded out and what we're going to do before we talk about this Bills-Denver game, uh, on Monday for Monday Night Football, which everybody's probably listening to this that's not live in the chat right now on Monday morning. Uh, we're gonna look at the standings real quick, and then we're gonna look at the bills, the rest of the bill schedule. And I want to go off of the basis, and I'm not calling anybody out. Kevin Masari is a friend of mine. Uh, we're fellow content creators. Kevin, you probably don't Kevin don't know Kevin, but he is uh, with Cover One. But Kevin basically he called me out, went after me. So when I, I see don't know. that guy, we're throwing down. Well, he's not he's not as big as you, so I don't. I'm think kidding. <laughs> don't be that. Guy. That's what our show does, Joe. I don't know. We've been doing this for like three and a half years. I thought you'd catch on by now. Nope. Nope. No catching oh, up, well. uh, but I, I want to go through just the standings uh, and then I want to go about. through the rest of the bill schedule because he is convinced based on simulations and things that like like the machines or the calculate playoff chances that if the bills go six and two, they have a ninety nine percent chance of making the playoffs. OK, six and two for the rest of the season. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. That seems nine, like ten. a lot. That seems like a really so. And, and, OK, and if they go five and three. Uh, I'm telling you right now, six and two is not 99%. Because when you look at the Buffalo Bills, first of all, they've already, so of their four losses, of the four, all four of them are in conference losses. Yeah. So they're losing every, every tiebreaker. They've got right. two AFC East division losses. So the Buffalo Bills right now are sitting in second place at five and four. The, the Jets are playing right now and they're winning, right? So if they win tonight, they'll be five and four. The Bills, if they lose tomorrow, all bets are off. And then it's, but still six and two. So six and two is the number. That we're shooting for, right? So the Bills will be five and five, firmly in third place in the AFC East. Now the Patriots are a non-factor. What I want to remind everybody is seven teams. If you can see my hand, hands, seven teams go to the playoffs. Four of them are the division winners. Automatic. Doesn't matter what the record yeah. is. They could be yeah. three 
and 14. If they're in lead, the lead of their division, they're going to the playoffs. Four teams automatically off the top. Right now, that's the Dolphins. Three other teams are vying, or all the other teams are vying for three spots. So you've got the Jets, who are not exactly a threat, but they're in play, right? They're in play in this conversation. Well, they're in play because we, we, we put them in play all the time. We put them in play because they beat us, right? So, right. and it is what it is. The Chiefs are absolutely winning their division. I'm not overly concerned about anybody from the AFC West, four and five, four and five, three and five, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Right. Even though the Broncos are kind of sort of catching steam, it is what it is. The yep. AFC North is a freaking problem. Oh, the AFC North is a mother trucking problem. And for those of you that don't understand the way that this works out, Every team from the AFC North can make the playoffs. It's not a, it's not a, the division leader and then one or two from this division and one from that one. If all three, if all four, I I think everybody knows, Joe. And if they don't, they know it now. Thanks to six and three for the Steelers, six and three for the Browns, five and four for the Bengals. You've got to expect the Bengals are going to probably better that record. The Browns, right? Just beat the Bengals and the Steelers are maybe a wild, not a wild card, going to get a wild card, but they're like the one that you can't really count on. And then you've got the AFC South, the Jaguars who are, they won five straight, but they look awful. And then the Texans are five and four who look amazing. And then the Colts are five and five. This whole thing is a freaking mess. I don't know how, I don't know how six and two equates into 99%. Well, I think, uh, you know, if uh, Masari's running this through some high tech which he is percentage generator, blah, blah, blah. He's got to be running it through for the AFC. What is that? The AFC North central. What the, what the hell is that? The, the Norris division, the North, or the, is it the Campbell North. division? No, it's North. <laughs> AFC North. What? <laughs> so the Campbell division, right? You have to take all of those probabilities and run them by their remaining schedules too. So if you say the bills go six and two, they got a 99% chance of going that can only be computed in relationship to those other contenders, most notably the three in the Campbell division. Right. What the hell is the Campbell division? What are you talking about? Dude, don't you remember hockey when they used to have cool names for the division? Oh, okay. Mario, okay. will yes. Jerry-o yes. please chime in here and shame? It's not, a, it's not Jerry-o. This Joe Miller. This is the moment where John Fina is making the world realize that he really is from Rochester, New York. And I'm old as hell, if I can remember the Norris <laughs> and the Campbell. Yes. Holy cow, Jerry-o. As much as Fiend is trying to make everybody think that he's from Arizona, he's not. He's from Western New York. The dude is, fr- and he played football in Western. I've been to Nick Tahoe so many times. <laughs> Nobody in Rochester talks that way, boss. Nobody. Oh, no, my does. cousin does. He's Italian. He's so anyway, anyways, the Buffalo accent is the one that gets me Buffalo. Anyways, um, so that's the setup, right? That all the divisions are relatively stacked. There's a lot of teams. I think there's six teams vying for those three last spots. If you don't make one of the four division winners. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to do a little exercise, you and me. And I warned you, I'm going to give it to you. We're going to pick the rest of the Bills games, right? Starting with tomorrow, Denver. And we need to get to six and two. Right. To make 99%, which I don't think is real because the Bills lose all the tiebreakers right now. (laughs) But six and two. Yeah, but but, and we're but in. somebody put it into the machine and did the mathematics, man. Are you a math denier? I'm a math. I, yes, I'm a math denier. Are yeah. you an anti-mather? <laughs> I'm an anti-mather. <laughs> You're, I'm so ashamed that I know you right now. <laughs> I am absolutely 100% anti-mather. Oh, this is gold television right now. I don't know what you guys are watching. This is way better than that Jets Raiders game that's nine to three with the Jets. Well, World War Z is on too. So, <laughs> so the Buffalo Bills are playing. <coughs> I'm still dealing with this cough, and I'm flying to freaking Atlanta at six o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are playing the Broncos on Monday Night Football tomorrow night or today, if you're listening to this on Monday morning. Um, we're going to preview this game a little bit, so let's come back to this one. So, right. So we'll leave this one out there as kind of a, you know, we'll call it in a second. Next week at 425, very odd game start for an East Coast game. 425, the, the Jets are coming to Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills play the Jets. Now, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be ready for the Jets this time. I've got that. I would expect that to be a W. So I'm, I need to get a pen. So, yes. So where are you at on the Bills Jets? <laughs> oh, it's a redemption game. Yeah, I call that a W. 
I yeah, have a feeling we're going to be pretty close. So so one one to one. So we both got a W there for the Jets game. Right. And then the Buffalo Bills also a 425 game start. Dude, did you just exhale like we already won the game? No, I just exhaled because I looked at the next game in dread. Yeah. So the next game is the Buffalo Bills 425 going to Philly. Yep. Which the Philadelphia Eagles are not an unbeatable team. They just do a very good job of taking advantage of your mistakes, and they're efficient. They're well, everything. It's not, like, it's not like the Buffalo Bills make mistakes, so I'm calling that one a W. <laughs> they're 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 amazingly efficient on offense, which the Buffalo Bills offense is not. So mm-hmm. this game scares the hell out of me. However, we established early as much as you said that people bring their A game to the Bills. I believe the Bills play to the level of their opponent. I think the Bills will be ready for this football game. However, I'm going to count this one as a as an L. I've got the Bills losing to the Eagles next week. Okay. Or in two weeks, rather. Mm-hmm. What do you got? <coughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think what you're driving at is I gotta pick two losses. So you don't gotta pick two losses. We're I just want you to pick honestly. Oh. <laughs> well. I know you're drinking alcohol. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah, I, uh, I got to tell you, I, I call that as a W. You got okay, perfect. Yep. Well, that's good. Yep. That's very good. Uh, next week after that, the Buffalo Bills travel again to Kansas City for another 425 game. You've got that as an L. I think the well, Bills. I don't actually, know which way is L. Is this the L? Uh, that is an L. Yes. Okay. Um, I've got the Bills winning that football game. The Bills have shown that they can win in Kansas City. So I've got the Bills at two and one. You've got the Bills at two and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next week, the Dallas Cowboys find their way into Ralph Wilson Stadium, Rich Stadium, Highmark Stadium, whatever you want to call it, New Era, for another 425 game. One, two, three, four, 425 games in a row. The Dallas Cowboys come to Buffalo December 17th. A dome team from Texas in Buffalo. Yeah, I I, I like the 425. I don't know why you, you're so upset about that. I mean, no, I, I, I never liked the 1 o'clock kickoff. I never liked the 7 o'clock kickoff. Right in the middle was good for me. So, really? honestly, I take, I take Buffalo against the Cowboys in Rich Stadium. Thank you. I've also got the Bills beating the Cowboys in that football game. So mm-hmm. we're both at three and one. We've got three games to go. And then the Denver Broncos game, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. Then the Buffaloes travel all the way out west for a uh, December 23rd, the day before New Year's Eve, which I think is a Friday night. Is that right? Is December 23rd a Friday night? Isn't, isn't Christmas on Sunday this year? Well, uh, I'm looking at the schedule right here. It's the 23rd Saturday, so it's uh, oh, the Saturday. Day before, Christmas right. is a Monday day before Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Christmas is a yeah. Monday. For some reason, I felt like I thought I thought Christmas was on Sunday this year. The Buffalo Bills travel to L.A. the 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 Los Angeles Chargers lost today in a nobody's going to play defense shootout against the Detroit Lions. Now, I'm not trying to take anything against the Lions because Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, is doing wonderfully magical things. If you get a chance to go back and watch any football game from this weekend, John, watch that one. Oh, I, I, I'm i a huge fan of what Detroit's got going on, but they also have probably top three offensive line in the entire league. They've got a now, good offensive line, uh, for sure. Yeah. And they've got good talent around yeah. Jared Goff, who's... Oh, Amon St. Brown. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Yes. So, But 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 the Chargers lost walk-off field goal. To, to, to Detroit at home. I think the Buffalo Bills go into L.A., and I think they beat the Chargers. So I've got the Bills at 4-1 and one in that football game, or in so far in the season. Yeah, that's um that's a tough call. Uh, the travel is pretty rough. So that puts uh, Saturday 5 o'clock. That's 8 o'clock Buffalo time. Ooh, that's like, you know, playing 11. a Sunday night game. with the, it's 11. It's 11 p.m. our time, is it? No, 8 o'clock Eastern. It's 5 it's five o'clock west, west uh, Pacific, eight it's o'clock. Five p.m. Pacific, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I think. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I, look, I got I, you know I got to pick another loss. I don't want it to be Miami. That's going to be a tougher game than everybody thinks. Mm. I think we I, I think we edge that one out. So you get a W. Yeah, we get the W. So we're, tra- we're tracking together. We're tracking, and, together. I, and I'm hoping that I'm at that game. <clears throat> oh. Well, if you're going to that at that game, I would love to go to that game with you. 
It's going to be a hard sell around the old 6128. You know what I mean? No. What is 6128? Do you have a four-digit area code? <laughs> You're 6128. I'm 6153. If you say stuff like that, Mimi is just going to crush us on the bromance thing. So just <laughs> pump it, pump it, pump it. Pump it? You said hump it? Pump the brakes. Pump, pump the brakes. Pump, pump the brakes. Uh, the next game, December 31st, New Year's Eve, where all of our eyes will be fixed. Not really, because it's our last 1 p.m. game of the season. The Buffalo Bills welcome the New England Patriots into uh, Rich Stadium, Ralph Wilson Stadium, New Era Field, Highmark Stadium. Uh, if the Bills don't throttle the Patriots in this football game, I don't even know what to think. I think the most important thing is Jerry and I should uh, coordinate what we're going to make for New Year's dinner. So I'm, I'm leaning toward beef bourguignon. But I'll definitely smoke at least two ducks for that. It always goes over really well. And uh, the Bills beat the New England Patriots. Okay, so we're both on the same train. I mean, they are they they are awful. And it, it, look, if we get to this point where you and I are right and they lose to the Patriots, I mean, oh, if they lose any of the games that we're talking about them winning, uh, the ninety nine percent. Yeah, I think the only one we differed on is I had them losing at Kansas Kansas City and, uh, and winning, winning and in I, Philly. I had, and, Yes, those yeah. are the two. However, I we need to back up. Your daughter, Mimi Fina, who is obviously your daughter, and she's a, Never met her. a favorite of mine. Um, is there literally a undercurrent of a conversation that I'm not privy to about a bromance between the two of us? That is- no, no, no. You're, you're privy to it. It's just funny. We, <laughs> I just like to say that we interact reasonably well. It's true. Although, anyway. Although what? Uh, I I didn't want to say it, but are you breaking up with me? <laughs> oh, is something breaking us into Joe Jackson? It was just on the radio. Oh, Joe Jackson. There's a lot of people listening, watching to this this show right now that have no idea who Joe Jackson is, so. which is a shame. He's terrific. What is he? Well, is he still? Yeah, was terrific as an artist. He's still alive. Is he dead? I don't think he's dead. He was terrific as an artist, but yeah. I know David Bowie's gone. I don't think he ever had a comeback. Most of those guys in the eighties, early eighties, had a comeback. All right, drop the bomb. I know the last you're one. The bomb. No, no, no. We're we're off to the Bills. So January seventh, to be determined on the time, which is probably going to end up being. It's probably going to be for all the marbles, right? The Bills mm-hmm. in Miami, mm-hmm. which I would love to go to that football game because it's freaking in Florida. January 7th uh, in the tropics. Soft like Uh, cotton, Joe. Soft like cotton. You can't handle the winners, huh? So I got the Buffalo Bills beating the Dolphins because the Buffalo Bills, there's... I've tried to bring this up with you in the past as a former Buffalo Bill, as a a former player on a team that was incredibly dominant in the NFL. But there was always a team or two that had the Bills number, even back then. Those two teams were the Chiefs and the Steelers, for some reason, and the Cowboys, obviously. But the Chiefs and the Steelers always had the Bills number. I did pretty well against the Chiefs, and uh, I take offense to your statement. Well, I'm t- yes, when you got there... Playoff game with Joe with Joe Montana, yada yada yada. Thurman Thomas had a day. Yada yada yada. And Bruce Smith knocked out. Bruce Smith knocked out Joe Montana. Um, but anyways, my my. Well, I got a story for you on that after hours. You got to ask me about me and Joe Montana and Lower Manhattan. <laughs> All right, <laughs> deal. Um, but my my point is this: What is it about matchups? What is it about certain teams matching up with other teams where they just seem to have? The Bengals have the Bills number. The Bills have the Dolphins number. It just the Jets kind of have the Bills number. It just kind of is what it is. It's weird, right? It is weird. But I disagree with you. I think the Bills drop this game. I don't think they win. I think they lose to Miami. And I know everybody's like freaking out on me. I just don't. People are unfollowing you on Twitter as we speak. Well, hopefully it's all the porn bots. Because <laughs> I've had <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I just, uh, I really feel like there's an ascension there. there there's this feeling they're going to have a retribution kind of game. Uh, I think we go six and two, but I, I'm iffy on that one. And I, I'm calling it an L and you're calling it what? I've got a W. There's something about the Buffalo Bills. So you go seven and one for the rest. I went no, no, six and two. No, I'm six and one. You're six and two, and we have one game left. 
Which game did I miss? We have not done the Broncos game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which we're going to finish this episode. And we've got our first Super Chat of the evening. Uh, Carl Tomlin, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We appreciate you. Joe Jackson's Look Sharp album is awesome. If the Bills and the Dolphins are both 10-6 and six going into Week 18 in Miami, who wins the AFC East? Can we win twice? So Joe Miller says that the Buffalo Bills win the East. John Fina says... Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. Not, I'm not feeling it. But Carl, dude, what, what Joe what Jackson? The hell, the hell, my sister also is calling that a loss. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like block her from the show so she's no longer allowed. You to know what, life. Jamie? No Christmas present for you. <laughs> no soup and no Christmas. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking coal in the stocking, bro. Tracy, Tracy Victor has it as a as a lot. What is wrong with you people? Look, you told me to be honest. No, look, I did. I hope to be wrong, right? I hope to be wrong, but you said be honest. So NYFA, getting back to Joe Jackson, says the father of the Jacksons is dead, and I've never heard his music. That is not the Joe Jackson we're talking about. Remind me of the big hit that he had on MTV, because it's like it's escaping my brain right now. But what's the Uh, big? Joe Jackson, the pianist that we're talking about? Yes, yes. I'm the man. He had Always Breaking Us in Two. Those are the two. What was the, what was the big the big hit on MTV though? I'm gonna Google it. I don't know, man. My parents wouldn't let me have MTV. They they thought it would warp my mind worse than you and bourbon combined. Joe Jackson MTV hit was step uh stepping out right stepping out. Yeah, yep. that's also off that same record. Three terrific songs off that record. Uh, yes, very much so. So let's do this. So, uh, Mimi Fina, maybe you can give it a listen. So, I'm about to get us really in trouble. Hmm. You hear it? Stepping out. Yep, right, right, right. Into the night. And I don't know how to get rid of this thing now. (laughs) Love it. It's a great tune. It was a great tune. So that's the Joe Jackson that we were talking about, which all that is doing is confirming that John Fina and I are old. (laughs) And musically connected. And musically connected. Yes. We do share. We do share the musical vibe. So I've got the Buffalo Bills at seven and one. You've got them at uh, five and two going. And now we've got to do the backwards roundabout, if you will, getting back to the Buffalo Bills versus the Denver Broncos, which is effectively, for me, I'm going to be honest with you, 7-1 and one sounds like 99%. 7-1 and one to me sounds like if we beat the Dolphins last game of the season, we win the East. I'm worried about you at 6-2 and two making the playoffs. Uh, okay. I don't have to play. <laughs> There, <laughs> although I've been know, there, I've done that. You, uh, all I gotta say is, you want you ask me to, you know, you're asking me for a seven and one run this late with what's been going on. I I can't even fake it. You're trying to be honest, baloney. I'm the one who's being honest. I mean, I, I think I think we're lucky if we go five and three. I just can't figure out what the third loss is. But you, it, you it's predicted not be the Broncos. Five, you predicted it's five. Be the Broncos? Oh my gosh! You predicted six wins. Oh, you predicted five wins so far, and you're telling me that you think they're going to lose three games. Now, listen. The, 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 no, they would. They beat the Broncos. I'm saying six and two, but I my my gut tells me five and three. The, the and issue you're like, with this, oh, ooh, Pollyanna, seven and one. We the, got listen, this. We don't have I look any good, problems. I look good in, I look, and safety and linebacker. And I look we good can't in figure out a running game. I, I don't. I don't know what you're thinking. There's one. I'm gonna. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to be. So this is my slot. It's nine. God, I was on, the Pollyanna it's, guy. It's nine p.m. on Sunday night. First of all. Second of all, I look good in braids. Third of all, I'm gonna say this. Did you say you look good in braids, Pollyanna? Like Anyways. cornrows? Well, I've had long. I had a mullet, which you, so, did you, I. so did you. And you, you had yeah, you? your shirt off, and you were in the desert, and we not were, that picture. <laughs> the one from college, Jack Wagon. <laughs> oh, that was like that was like alternative, like alternative hair all of your hair was long like you it was yeah anyways uh... i'm going to say this this is what i'm going to say i am going off of the expectation that the bills are going to figure some way out to turn this around get this thing going in the right direction yeah Um, 
I was sitting on the couch today, Pollyanna. I was sitting on the couch today trying to figure out how to craft a freaking tweet of which it's impossible to craft. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was more excited about football games weekly during the drought era when the Bills were absolute shit. Like they were a, a bad football team hoping that this was the week we were going to figure shit out. It's like, no, there's expectation. And I believe in Tyrod Taylor. I believe in Kyle Orton. I believe in Trent Edwards. I believe in whoever's on this football team. This is the week we're going to figure it out. Meanwhile, I now have a football team that is a legitimate Super Bowl contender every single week. And I'm now at the point with what I've seen this year where I have no desire to watch the football game next, like tomorrow night because I'm afraid of what I'm going to see. It's a very weird space to be in. Read Mimi Fina's last comment, and that summarizes it. Mimi Fina says, it's stressful when we have expectations. Right. But it's it's so different, and Mimi wasn't around, although there was a picture of you and I believe Mimi on a, on a practice field, like training camp. You've got a picture of her. I think it's your cover picture, right, of you and Mimi together. I've shown it to Beth. She loves it. Um, when the Buffalo Bills were playing in the 90s, I mother trucking expected you guys to win every every week. There was never a doubt. It's like, oh, they're going to go out there and throttle people. Unless it's the Chiefs and the, and the Steelers. Otherwise, they're going to go out there and throttle people. <laughs> That's early 90s. Because when I got there, I don't it think was I early. ever lost to the Chiefs. It was really You did lose to the Steelers, though. It was early 90s, yes. We did. That mm-hmm. was like that was Jim Kelly's kryptonite. <laughs> Was his like, because the schedule would come out, we're like, "Oh, I got to go to Pittsburgh. That, that's going to be an L." <laughs> Jim Kelly's favorite football team is Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't disagree that, like, but it's not about expectations as as much as it is the. So Spence and I have made the joke on our show, the Humpty Hotline, several times that this isn't our fault. Josh Allen did this. He set the bar where he set it, and the fact that the offense isn't meeting that bar isn't our fault as fans. It's not our fault that we're disappointed in what we're what you're laughing, which is fine. But every single game when the Buffalo Bills do absolutely dog shit for three quarters on offense, and then we as fans come out and complain about it on Twitter, I don't know how that's our fault. Because we watched Josh Allen own this league for the better part of two years. I don't even I don't even know what to say to that, Joe. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, wildest dreams land turns into what the hell is happening? I got an ulcer dreams land. (laughs) And and, and now you're blaming Josh Allen because your expectations are through the roof. It's not Josh Allen's fault. What you want. We got decimated by injuries. And it's not Josh Allen's fault. Our offensive coordinator needs to go back to like nursery school or he's graduating from Harvard. (laughs) What's the best part about that last statement, John, is listening to you, and I love Jerry Ostrowski, and I love you, and listening to the content creators inside of Bill's Mafia hobbyism, which this is a hobby for both of us, week-to-week league, uh, those guys get paid over there too. Like all of these fun catchphrases when the Bills were struggling. just sounded like a slight. Hang on a second. It's about to be. All of these catchphrases. Gabe Davis is a number two. Um, like all of the Ken Dorsey is not the problem. All of this, all of this little bit of smoke that was coming out of all of former players, content creators that are not named Joe Miller that are based on emotionalism. Early on when the Bills were struggling, that was like, don't anybody worry. Like it's it's not a problem because those guys like Joe Miller don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't care about the eye test, it's about statistics and it's about those guys get paid and it's about this and it's about that and it's not the coaching it's execution and yada yada pump the brakes did and now i ever say to you did i ever like shut you down on one of your concerns i don't think i ever did it's not so much I, i'm more here, of a let me finish but and now we're at five and four when and nobody's nobody's saying it's a week-to-week league anymore and nobody's saying that it's about execution anymore and nobody's saying that it's it, now all of a sudden it's like holy shit we got a problem like if the Bills lose to the, to, to the Broncos tomorrow night, the playoffs no, are it's over. The, the playoffs are a pipe dream. No, no, it's over. Yeah. So l- let's talk about this game. Yep. You're gonna love my next comment. I love it. Hit me with it. Hit me with your best shot, Pat Benatar, 1983. 
I wonder if she and Joe Jackson ever met. No, she was uh, she was uh, married to her lead guitar player, who was wildly underrated. He was a phenomenal lead guitar player. Hmm. That's a weird way to say wildly underrated. Like, were there people like running amok saying this guy's not great? Everybody from the early '80s is like Eddie Van Halen is the guy because he invented finger tapping. Meanwhile, Brian May from Queen was finger tapping in the late '70s. I'll tell you, I met I met Eddie Van Halen at a Jim Kelly. That golf is course. not true. That is true. I actually was in a golf cart with him for. I think I only lasted 16 holes because that guy at five foot three drank more alcohol in a, in a, a three-hour span that I could do in 30 hours. Mind blown. My mind no, is uh, blown. I haven't told you about Eddie Van Halen story? Never. This is amazing. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Holy cow. So now you've got two stories to tell me. Yeah. I can't even remember the other one. Um <laughs> You're going to give me the, your Denver Broncos prediction. Yeah, well, we're going to win this game, but you're not going to like what I'm going to have to say. And you got Micah Hyde down, right? Micah Hyde's out. And Christian Benford. And Christian Benford. And I think Terrell, ben, uh, Terrell Bernard is still – I don't think it's – I don't think he's – He's going to play. He's going to play, okay. He's going to play. You're not going to like what I'm going to have to say because I think they're going to have to control the ball a little bit. We're going to have to keep the defense off the field a little bit. Denver has weapons. Yes. Now, they don't throw to their tight ends a lot, but they throw to their wide receivers, and they got good wide receivers. Judy and Russell Sutton. Wilson is running the ball particularly well right now, mm. and our front four need to track him very well, right? But we need – I'd love, you know, every time three plays and a touchdown, but in this game, I think we need – Seven plays in a touchdown. And whether you want – I, we got to balance between muddle huddle and no huddle. We have to have a little bit of up-tempo but be judicious occasionally, slow it down when the time is right. I, I know you don't like it, but we're, we're hurting a little bit on defense. And the, you know that they're thinking about that at one Bills drive. If you're hurting on defense, why wouldn't you go out there with the only objective other than to score 50 freaking points? Because it's the same thing that you brought up last week, the concern that you run three plays and you're punting in 41 seconds. And you're but turning when they're trying to score four, 50 points, they never run just, three points and punt or three plays and punt. It never I'm, happens. I'm just telling you, four-minute drives for a touchdown, not – you know, not trying to squeak it in in a minute and a half and then punting. I tweeted that I need the Buffalo Bills to it's win this X-ing. football game. It's You X'ed I tweet. I X'ed that the Buffalo Bills need to win this football game because I'm exhausted. I have no more snarky creative comments. I'm literally at the point where I have no more snarky creative comments. The Bills got to win so that I can, like, say something positive about this freaking football team. Do you not have a chat GPT account? Where I don't. Can- and then Chris Jenke, the real Chris Jenke, the encyclopedia, comes out and says, I think the Buffalo Bills win this game in the final seconds by four points, and it's a like a trudge. Like, it's like there's no there's no, there's no no moment in this game where we're we're, like, comfortable. And I'm like, if that happens, I'm in the same boat. I've got nothing to go on this week. You should start reading more. I mean, <laughs> go back to the classics. <laughs> have you have you ever read anything by Cormac McCarthy? You know, he just died, and uh, he's got an Listen. incredible compendium of work. You should dig into that. Um, no, look, I'm with you, man. I mean, this team. I mean, from from the last game last season to today, you know, it is just – I don't want to say – stomach turning is not the expression I'm looking for, but it's like in between exhilaration and nausea in, in, the, in the feelings that you have and whatever you want to X out there. And that's why I've just been – as far as Bill's content goes, I just haven't been contributing because I'm like you. I'm paralyzed. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. And I, I've, I'm totally conflicted. I love my team. I want to be Mr. Optimistic, Captain Optimistic, if you will. Captain Optimistic. Captain Optimistic. So and this is- it's just challenging. I'm, I'm sort of flummoxed. 
Are there two so X's in Flummox? Here's, here's the problem. The so past. you said I need to read more. And I've, I've often contemplated ending my podcasting whatever. Forever? And, and going to just reading. So we walked along the beach and climbed across rock pools. I hurtled over small crashing waves. My brother and I loved doing this as a fun game. Then we would climb up the same cliff every day. The whole family would get to the top and look out into the horizon. I could see the shades of blue that stretched longer than the eye can see. Most days, we got off to the top of the cliff. I would dream about the free life that lay beyond me. Hmm. That's beautiful. I have a future. That's beautiful. Because I could not stop for death, he kindly <laughs> stopped for me. The, her- the carriage held, but just ourselves and immortality. Listen to the smoothing sound, the soothing That's sounds of, too. was it K-Jazz? What was it from Airheads? The, the soothing sounds of, of the rain. <laughs> Do you, remember, you watch that movie, right? Airheads. Welcome to WPR Tucson Public Radio. I'm your host, John Fina. We'll be taking you through the midnight hour with some really nice music from Beethoven's. Amazing, amazing. This has been ama- This is this is the best show we've ever. This is like Emmy worthy. This show. Yeah, but everybody in the comments is vomiting. No, they're not. They're totally tuned in. They're word vomiting. I can see it. They're totally tuned in. Like, they're absolutely loving this. So, uh, every time I'm on with you, I'm more vexed than the last time I thought about the Buffalo Bills. Thank God I've been sick for two and a half days because I haven't been able to give it that much thought. This stuff is my fault. So, this is a good topic. Before we finish up on the doll, on the Denver Broncos, Sal asks, John, please answer Does anything good happen for coaches? with a players-only meeting. And I will preface it with this. Many national media guys have come out this week and said, basically what happens after a players-only meeting is the head coach gets fired. Hmm. Did they have one? Did I That's, miss something? The head coach? Yeah, the John McDermott's head coach of the Buffalo Bills. No, no, no. Did they have a players-only yes. meeting? Yes, they had a players-only offensive staff or offensive players-only meeting. And, like, it's, it's, it's very much getting panned because – History says that after that happens, somebody takes a walk. Yeah. <coughs> well, I've, I've been through a couple of players-only meetings. And, and this is the moment that you and, need and to tell us as fans. Tell us as fans what happens in those meetings. Because none of you, us know. You know, there's a little bit of uh, ambiguous finger-pointing. Right, We talk about things that we all have to get better at, but it's a way of kind of glancing around the room and saying, you need to get better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't see that you know, ending in the firing of McDermott, frankly. Now, I agree. I don't think it ends. Dorsey? I, don't, look, I mean, you want a gruesome prediction here. I don't know that Dorsey makes it through. Yeah, you know, for the next season, I, really I don't. Know. I don't think there's any way he does. If if anything, he's a scapegoat or a fall guy. I don't. I don't believe that Sean McDermott <laughs> is. I don't believe that Sean McDermott is Wade Phillips, where Wade Phillips got fired because he wouldn't fire. Was it Crossman? Danny no, Crossman? no. I, I I agree. I I it was Danny I, Crossman, I, wasn't it? Wasn't it Danny Crossman? He would not fire his special team set uh, special team coordinator. No, it was uh, Bruce DeHaven. Oh, was it DeHaven? Yeah, and Wade yeah. was like, "I'm not doing that," and then he got fired for that. I don't. I don't think Sean. I think Sean cuts him loose. Yeah, if you knew Wade Phillips, then you would believe that for sure. He was not going to, you know, the, the game is much bigger, or the world is much bigger than the game. Right. And Wade Wade Phillips, wonderful man. Yes. Like, Even though he blocked me on Twitter. Yes. He blocked you? He blocked me on Twitter for saying something positive about him. I replied to one of his tweets and said something positive about him, and he blocked me. I was like, what the hell, old man? I was totally kidding. I told him to block you. I was totally, like, tongue-in-cheek. Oh, yeah? You told him to block me? That's funny. No. Uh, Maybe he doesn't run his own Twitter feed. So, anyway. Maybe he doesn't like sycophants. Players-only meetings. To me, players-only meetings are different when Thurman Thomas and Jim Kelly are in the room versus whoever is Latavius Murray called this meeting. Oh, I think that's a good thing then. No, I, this does not going to end in, in somebody getting fired. Well, you, you got a savvy old veteran, you know, coming together, talking about stories and, you know, individual responsibility and what it's like being long in the tooth in the league and, you know, what it means to him. That's more of a rah-rah meeting. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, I don't look, I don't know that it works, but I, I think those things are not a bad, you know, bad meeting to have. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when you can come together, point fingers a little bit, but more or less get the guys excited. You know, look, there's talent here. We we all have to consider every play. And I know it sounds so silly to, to you and the people listening, but there's a it's not that you think you can have a crappy play, but if you have a crappy play, everybody in their mind justifies it a little bit like nobody's perfect, right? right. Everybody has a right. bad play. Right. But you have to maintain this like completely unattainable fever pitch where every play has to be perfect and you have to be so you're like vibrating with anxiety before every every play every outing right because you want to be perfect you want to deliver the perfect product every time and a meeting like this brings you back to that like if you're feeling disheartened you can raise yourself back up to this level where you're saying i have to to reinvigorate and reachieve this level of expectation for myself because my teammates have it, my coaches have it, my family has it, my fans have it, and those meetings are not a bad thing. So, so I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Put you on the spot just for, and, and not in a negative way. But last week you said what needs to happen is Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, um, Mitch Morse, and Deion Dawkins need to go into Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, and Ken Dorsey and be like, "What the f? Like yeah. make this make this make sense." But that but that's a separate. Right, but that that didn't happen. So if that's not happening, which is effectively, well, you, we would you, never find out that that happened. Fair, but let's assume that it didn't happen. Let's assume that that Sean McDermott keeps chirping, parroting complimentary football, which is effectively saying we're putting them in position to win, but they're not doing their part of the job. Let's assume that the the players did not get a chance to go in and be like, uh this isn't working and we need to understand what it is you're trying to get from us because it's not working. That didn't happen. So we're just going to assume that didn't happen, even though it may have happened and we didn't get, we weren't privy to it. What could possibly come of Latavius Murray saying we need to execute something we can't execute better. And everybody going, it's true. We need to execute something that we can't execute better. Oh, see, I I think you're getting kind of, lost in the concepts and not being reminded of the individual mistakes that are happening. So there are individual mistakes that are happening in this game. So for sure, for sure. But, but, but three and a half years, there's been a lot of that. I'm not disagreeing with you. You and I, you'd have been doing this for three and a half years and there has been a lot of that. Look, there's nothing wrong with having a, this meeting. And I think Latavius Murray with the, you know, the tenure that he has in the league, he can lend some excitement, you know, lend a little uh, perspective to some of the younger guys, right? Yep, everybody, yep. you know, it's, it's the, everybody needs to step up speech. It's the, everybody needs to, you know, deliver for your teammate, your family, your coaching staff, your fans. Right. And ultimately make the playoffs by hook or by crook and right. go deep. And, you know, a lot of these speeches are, you know, I've, I've, I've been on these teams where you have this moment and you transcend the moment and you pick up steam and good things start happening. But, you know, the you have to have the belief and the will to make good things happen. And luck happens to people. The harder that, you know, the harder I work, Joe, the luckier I seem to get. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so weird how that happens. It's weird how that happens. <laughs> So I, so I don't really make anything of this. What have you seen come out of players only meetings? That's probably the most important question we as fans, because that's what we are. We are not former players like you. We as fans would ask, what should I expect to see tomorrow against oh. the Broncos? Well, you know, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see the same game plan. <laughs> you're gonna, but what you're hoping is the expect the execution is a little bit better, right? So this is the part that gets me because, but you, but you, I don't know what you think should happen. Like you, you, you're supposed to see like a 16 and O team step on. No, 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 for sure. For sure. Absolutely not. But there's this grandiose. So as much as, as much as every uh, coach 
media player or media personality, real media personality, and, and former player says that. What do you expect? 16 and 0, we never lose, and the other team never scores a point. There's also this, as much as that's a fair thing that you guys always say, you also always say, which is equally ambiguous, which is, well, they didn't execute. They didn't execute. No, they, they, so hang this on, meeting me, is a call me, for execution. Wait, 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 let me finish. Okay. And what gets lost in that conversation, which is the reason that I started my podcast in 2019, was there were content creators out there saying, well, the Bills just didn't execute. The Bills just didn't execute. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills and Brian Dable that time had Pat DeMarco, a fullback, running go routes with a seven-inch vertical trying to catch jump balls on contested catches. And it's like, well, he didn't execute. That mother trucker can't execute that play. And that's what it comes down to. So there's an aspect of like, well, they didn't execute. Can they? Can uh, they execute this uh, run well, game? Well, well, not, Can they I mean, execute? You just, you're like the most tangential, thoughtful person that I know after the other 10 people. But <laughs> I no, I, I mean, we're, like we're in agreement on that. I mean, I don't love the philosophy, but I, I think that it's not horrible. Right, I I think you got to have the right people on the on the field at the right time, and you can control those types of things. And I don't think that in the last game they did a very good job controlling that. But but overall, it's not a bad philosophy. It's I think it's mediocre. To be fair to you, right, and to put this in terms from from a fan standpoint, you and I sat here for the better part of two years and talked about the Bills not executing in the run game as we watched Zach Moss run into the back of his offensive lineman over and over and over again. Fair? No. That is exactly what we talked about. Many missed blocks, blah, 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 blah. And then he would run. Well, but, but regardless of the hole, regardless of where the hole was. Neither of us ever thought Zach Moss was a feature back. Well, hang on a second. That's where I'm going with this. So if the hole was to the right, he would run to the left. If the hole was seeming to the, seemingly to the left, he would run to the right. Meanwhile, he goes to Indianapolis, and the dude is lighting it up. So where is the execution? Did he not execute properly, or did they try to get him to execute something he can't execute? Hmm. I think I th- I think that schematically, guys find where they belong. Or they don't, and then they don't end up playing well. But I mean, it's James fair. Cook, James Cook is thriving in this offense, and I don't think there's a huge change in the running game. Hundred percent. Um, so he can execute what they want him to execute, right? Yeah, I mean that's a possibility. It's it, you know you always like you look at the you look at the end of the season, you're like, okay, we're four positions away, or we're six positions away, right? Or we're you know we're we're using this guy in in the wrong way. Um, Devin Devin Singletary had a game today. He had thirty Devin, touches. Devin Singletary had a game today. Thirty touches. He didn't have thirty touches in four games when he was a Buffalo. Bill. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that that. But that, he was, he was a much better option for us than Zach Moss. As 100%. much as I loved him in college, although I hated Utah. Um, <laughs> Always comes back to college. <laughs> you know. All right, let's wrap this up. Disconnected from college because you never go to a UB or Buff State game. Next time I come in the fall, you and I are going to either go to UB or Buff State game. Let's go. Let's do it, dude. I will pay for your flight to come hang out with me. We still got to come down and see you, you and the you and the wife. Me and my wife need to come down and hang out with you and your wife. Like that still has not happened. We have an open tent policy. I know. I know. Yes, I'll bring my own tent. (laughs) You're covering your mouth because you're smiling so big. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. So we've got about a minute and a half before the yeah, show. So over. we agree <laughs> that they're going to beat the Denver Broncos. You were asking me if some wild offensive team meeting is going to mean something. And my answer is yes, it will. Will it be entirely perceptible by play by play in the game tomorrow? No. I think, you know, you're, you, I think. Spencer Brown has disappeared as an emotional leader of the offensive line. He needs to come back. <laughs> um, I think we need a little bit more emotion on this team. And I, I'm, it's lacking on the defensive side of the ball, although they've been playing well. I want to see more celebratory moments. And 
Uh, I, I think we beat the Denver Broncos. We finish out six and two. You say seven and one. Seven and one is what I got. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, not I impossible, so. but there's. I think we both have a shadow of doubt as to whether or not the Bills can accomplish even six and two. Yeah. Because of what we watched. So for me, this football game, the Denver Broncos game specifically, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, we're going to be missing uh, Christian Benford. We're going to be missing Micah Hyde. So Taylor Rapp is going to play. You got to expect Demar Hamlin to be active, uh, but it's going to be Rapp and more than likely Jordan Poyer, obviously as, as the as the safeties. Dane Jackson, uh, Razul uh, Douglas is going to are they going to be the corners? Which frankly, Razul Douglas is better than Christian Benford, right? I mean, the, the Bills made a trade for this guy. Um, I think the Bills can win this football game. Javante Adam or Javante uh, uh, Williams, their their running back, doesn't scare me as much. No, but their defense, you know, they got three pass rushers that are young, yes. and yes. Um, you know, between Cooper, Allen, and uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I want to say Nabokov, but that's the author of the book that. So can the Bills block them up? And you got to hope that they're going to be able to block them up. I think the Bills, the Buffalo Bills win this game. Now, score prediction. What do you have for a score prediction? One more than them. One. Just, oh, you're, you're like, <laughs> you were the guy that's got me sitting on the couch sweating, hating life. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I I don't care what the score is as long as we have one more than they do in the end. But if you want to you pin me down to this, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be, 31-14 Buffalo Bills. That's not one point. That's a lot. I like no, that. No, I know. I, I like that. I, I would go with that. I think that I think that Russell Wilson can be forced into some, some bad mistakes. That's right. The That's biggest right. concern I have going into this game, even before like leading into this show, you know, Sean Payton is a good football coach. And as much as I like Sean McDermott, and I do, I feel like the 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 coaching um teeter totter is weighted in his favor. Fair? Unfair? Yeah. I mean, you know, that really only comes from the head coaching level. That really only comes into play when the, when the game is tight, in my right. opinion. Agreed. You know, unless uh, – I mean, it just depends on how much you have to do with the planning of the game, right? So Right, right. Awesome. Well, I you've got – would you say 30 what to 3? Or 30 what to 14? 31 to 14? Yeah, I went 31-14 because I'm an optimist. I don't I don't feel like the Buffalo Bills are going to find themselves that well. So I'm going to be more in the 27 to 21 range, 27-17, right? So I don't think the Bills necessarily find themselves scoring 30 points, but they might. So, but I do have the Bills winning this football game as well. So, uh ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fina show. Brought to you by Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. That's John Fina. John any final words before I get us out of here? I honestly thought this was going to be a very short podcast, but so you, took me, you took me down the rabbit hole, Joe Miller, and I'm angry and uh, a little regretful. But <laughs> in the long run, you know me, Joe. You know what I say. Go Bills. It is absolutely go Bills. But the hard part about this is the fact that I was like, we're going to be out of here in 30 minutes. And then I get to talking with you, and I love our conversations. And, like, for me to be a fan, I feel like I re represent all the fans. And we want to know what the player's perspective is. And you have a wildly unique perspective that isn't being given to anybody else on any from other than Jerry both on Buffalo rumblings. You guys are the only two providing that perspective. It's amazing. Very, and very, and thank you. I don't know that I've said that enough. Thank you. Like to you and Jerry, both. Thank you for the perspective. You know, you it's just fun, Joe. And you know, you bring out the worst in me, the best in me. <laughs> and uh, I have a good time. You know, I, I make it up as I go while I'm like searching deep into my gray matter for what I actually think, you know, and, you, and you're conflicted. Like you always say like, oh, you guys say this, you say that, you say this. And all of it's true, but it's not always true at the same time, right? It's different fair. things, different fair. feelings for different circumstances. And it, it's just like being a player. You're, you know, you're up here and in the next week you're, you know, you're lower than whale. And 
the peaks and valleys to this thing is like life. You know, I think everybody wants to be a fan of the Buffalo Bills or the Miami Dolphins or the San Diego Chargers, and you want some sort of consistency. You want something in your life to be, you know, just rock solid. Yes. But you're looking at the wrong damn thing (laughs) because it's the same as it is for me as a player as it is for you as a fan, and, you know, you – you just got to like take a deep breath and find your chi and do whatever symbol you learn from your, you know, you, whatever <laughs> yoga instructor you got is downward dog. Walk like an Egyptian. You just got to have another bourbon is the only solution. <laughs> if you don't drink, then, you know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's the magic herb. But I don't know, man. It's a wild ride. And I'm trying to make sense of it just like you. And I can't believe you roped me into another three minutes of this show. <laughs> you did this. You monologued yourself. You for me, monologuing. For John Fina, for all of Buffalo Rumblings, this has been a fun show, John. Thank you. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.